Roberts, and Simon Hill joins us now. Simon, happy Easter to you. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Happy Easter, guys. How are you? It is. Doing uh, well, doing well. well. Thank ha- you. Have you been uh, practising online with the uh, with the commentating while you've been doing nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, not really. Yes, um, that's a lie. That is a lie. I've seen your YouTube. I've seen tell it us too. about tell the us. YouTube. Come on, tell us what have you been doing in case people missed it. You, give us a verse. You've seen the tune, have you? Oh, yeah. I, uh, Always give it a like. I put a little, a little video together of um, my version of "Tainted Love" for the old soft cell number. From the 80s, oh, that is a classic. I, which I rechristened Leandro Love, and uh, basically. Try to fit in as many A League players' names as I possibly could. It's just a bit of fun. I think the reason um, I didn't like it, it Sam, quite well. I yeah. think the reason I didn't like the video is because no Travis Dodd came up in it. That's the reason I did like it, actually. <laughs> well done, Simon, because that's why I listened to it. I was cringing if I heard that name. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got a few Adelaide players in there, but uh, yeah, I've got Shenking Chew in, but I should I should have tried to get you in, Trav. Sorry, mate. Nah, nah, it's don't right. worry There's about it. There's always time it. to nah, edit. Nah, that's fine. Rework. rework. So uh, besides doing that, how, how have you been occupying your time, and are you like the rest of us? We're just missing our, our football. Yeah, of course. Um, well, it's difficult for everybody at the moment, isn't it? We're all in the same boat. Um, I probably have little routines, the same as everybody else. You know, I have my one hour's exercise a day, so I get out and get some fresh air. And, um, you know, I've, uh, I've done a few radio interviews and um, done a bit of messing around with, with YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, but, you know, really, it's it's a poor substitute, isn't it? And uh I think what we all want is, is the football back, but you know clearly public health has got to come first. I understand why, you know, the A League is is uh, is not taking place at the moment. So, it, well, it's not just the A League; there's no sport anywhere. So, uh, it's it's just a matter of trying to flatten this curve and you know hopefully getting back to normal as soon as possible. And in the meantime, we've all got to do our bit. Well, do you, do you reckon that uh, we will recommence the season? I mean, you work at Fox Sports, of course. What's the, the word around there? Are they wanting to get this back underway if we, once it's the green light's gone? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they, are, they, they want to. Um, it's the same with all the other sports. Uh, there's no date set as yet. I know that uh, the Rugby League are talking about the end of May, and I've also seen that the health officials have come out publicly since then and said, uh, yeah, just hold your horses. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a little bit premature, that. Yeah. Um, so I think we will find out more. I mean, the, the, when the A-League stopped, which is, what, three or four weeks ago now, I think James Johnson said they would uh, reconvene and reassess on April the 22nd. So I expect some sort of an announcement on that day. Um, quite frankly, I can't see that they'll be getting back up and running at any time soon because it's just too dangerous really at the moment um, and all it would take is you know one player to get diagnosed and then boom you're off again so I think they've got to wait this out and and you know try and do it when the time is right the good news for us I, I think there are there are two factors in our favor first of all we have the longest off season in the world so we've got plenty of time yeah. to get this thing finished um and secondly you know we're, we're almost at the end of our season um i think some clubs i think it's melbourne city have only got three regular season games to play plus finals so you know the rest have got four five maybe six um so we're not that far off the end of our season anyway so it could be squeezed in you know once once we get the green light but uh yeah, I, I can't see that it would be before June, to be honest. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to have the football back. Um, but, you know, we've got to get this thing sorted because, uh, 
you know, clearly it's it's a problem that affects everybody, not just football, all sports, all countries. We're all in this together, um, and we've we, we've got to kill it before we can get back to normal. Well, you certainly, uh, and I agree with you there. I can't see it happening. Uh sooner rather than later that's for sure what about overseas where we've seen clubs in china clubs in uh, germany have their back training with optimism that the mm-hmm. games will kick off uh, in mid-may that's only a few weeks away uh, can you lend your voice to those leagues well look that's what they're saying and uh, it, it may well be the truth that uh, some of those clubs are, are back in training but you know the, the, the problem is is if you're going to play games in front of crowds, then you're running a big risk with yeah. this thing not beaten yet. I think what could possibly eventuate at some point is when those particular countries, and I think Germany's doing a bit better than than most other countries in Europe. China obviously has, has flattened their curve. You know, maybe you will get games played initially behind closed doors. Uh, for safety purposes. Um, yeah, so far as the Premier League is concerned, I mean, the UK is, you know, their, their death rates are enormous at the moment, but scarily so for those of us with, you know, family in that part of the world. So I think they're still a, a long way from recommencing, and there's even some talk in, in various quarters that they might, you know, declare the season null and void. I think it's probably a bit too early for that at the moment. Um, and watch Liverpool fans jump up and down if that happens. But uh, <laughs> um, I think, you know, obviously you, you've got to do it when the timing is right. But the, the bigger problems for Europe, and this is one of the things we don't have here to the same extent, is if you were to declare the season null and void, you're going to get hit with an awful lot of lawsuits from clubs who are, you know, spent an awful lot of money in the hope of either getting promotion or avoiding relegation or getting into the top four or five spots to get a European position. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, that's all wiped away. Um, you know, in, in many ways, giving Liverpool the title is probably the easy bit. I think, I think few people, even me, you know, wouldn't deny that they're worthy champions, although a little asterisk next to their name in perpetuity would be funny. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's the rest of the stuff, really. It's promotion, relegation, European spots, and you know, most crucially, the money that, that comes with that that is uh, the, the, the thorny issue, really, for the authorities. So I don't envy them in trying to sort this out. Uh, and obviously, because they only have a short off-season in Europe because they have longer seasons, they've got a very limited window to, to make those decisions. So it's very, very tough for them. We know the wealthier clubs are going to be surviving all this. What about in England, <coughs> some of the, uh, like, Division 4s and the non-leagues or whatever... Can you, are they going to survive all this? Or can you see a lot of clubs folding? Well, I think it's Greg Clark, the chairman of the English FA, who actually voiced those concerns and said, look, we might not just lose a few clubs, we might lose entire leagues. Um, because, of course, the longer this goes on, uh, the more those clubs who are not financially well-off are losing money hand over fist, week in, week out. Uh, I, I think there's bound to be some pain. I mean, obviously, I hope that those clubs can survive. And, you know, in England, just to use that example, we've got 92 professional clubs and they've survived pretty severe storms in the past. So I would hope that they could come through. Uh, they do have, you know, immense community support, a lot of those uh, outfits. Uh, at non-league level, they took the decision some weeks ago now that uh, they declared the season null and void. Every, everything below, I think, National League North and National League South. Um, so those seasons have been scrapped, and obviously some of those clubs are unhappy about it. 
because they've spent money, relatively speaking, in you know trying to achieve promotion. Um, but I think that they took that decision because uh, to keep players on retainers at semi-pro level is uh, totally impractical for non-league clubs with very small incomes. Um, so I think that was probably logical, although some may disagree. Um, but yeah, they're, 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 you know, there's a, a very real possibility that some clubs around the world could go out of business, and obviously that would be a, a terrible shame, given many of them have you know, over 100 years of history. It'll literally be like, let's press the reset button when this thing gets underway, and uh, yeah. yeah, away we go, and it'll be interesting to see how everything falls into place. Simon, uh, just before I let you go, Travis and I had to come up with, I'm not going to ask you for 10, but the top 10 foreign players to ever have played in the A-League. Just give me your best player that you think, because you've been there from day one calling the games. Uh, who, who, who's the one that stands out for you, foreigner, that's played in the A-League? Thomas Broich. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Shoulders. Good choice. That's what i got at number one. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, what do you got, Barisha, Barisha not far behind, but uh, Thomas Broich would be, uh, yeah. be the one. Yeah, he was, all, he was just a joy to watch, wasn't he? He made everything look so easy. It was unbelievable. Yeah, hey, hey, Simon, uh, it's very easy to listen to you when you call the games. We look forward to hearing you again, buddy. And, uh, yeah, stay in isolation and uh, keep churning those tunes out. Let's hope so. Cheers, <laughs> guys. Cheers, stay well. Good on you, Simon. That's uh, Fox Sports uh, commentator uh, Simon Hill join us, joining us here on the uh, the round ball. And, uh, Trav, I want to do find out your number one, number two, number ten player, by the way. Hope you've... Uh, I've got, my, I've got my list here, but... I don't to, want to hear it. But I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to hear it yet. To be honest, I didn't know we had to do it in order. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. So yeah, absolutely. I'll, to, I'll just... Rejig it again? Rejig it. All yeah, because right. I've just got a list. Okay. You've got a lisp? A lisp, yeah, apparently. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you... We're, we're going to do that in extra time, by the way. So if you want to hear our top 10 foreign players that have ever played in the A-League since 2005. Well, we're going to record that in our Extra Time segment. Uh, right now, we're going to have a short break. Uh, thanks uh, if you want to give us a, a call, 8300 736 736. You are listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodzi. It's all thanks to Hyundai. Don't forget to enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback. Back right after this.